1: They're drinking and they're partying and having lots of sex. They cook and clean and serve the rich with a smile all day. But when the
0: richies leave the ship, the yachty's get to play. Yo ho, doo doo, yo yo, yo ho, doo doo, yo. We're hanging up the gangplank and going down below. Hey gang, welcome back to Gangplank Report. We are about to cover season six, episode two. That Bravo called it's not easy being green, as a reference to Z, but that Adrian renamed paninis and martinis, and I like that so much better. Hey Adrian, (laughs) hey, how's it going, John? It's good. So
1: we had a suggestion. I want to let you get to that. We had a suggestion from one of our Twitter friends, Scotty B, who suggested that for all of those that are not watching the show, that we do a little bit more of a recap so that they can follow along with our commentary. And I think that's a great idea. So we have started to do a rapid recap. Mm -hmm. So the rapid recap for this episode, we dive right into the galley drama that started last week. And then we do learn a little bit more about the crew, the new cast and crew. The C word makes a call to Norma, the crew agent, which could be a little bit of foreshadowing for future episodes. The chef does return after getting an MRI. We've got some hints at boatmances. And we're not sure if they're having a wedding the last day of the trip. So that's kind of how we leave the episode. To me, almost the entire episode centered around the galley drama. I feel like it was just woven all the way through this episode. So a majority, I think, of our conversation is probably going to focus around that, but there's a lot to it. What do you think?
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. The will he or won't he come back was the big cliffhanger in the question. And there was something that I noticed that I don't know if I've just never noticed it before or if it's because I'm not making eye contact with her on the screen that the C-word is doing this weird jaw-shifty thing. And if you watch when she's being (laughs) dressed down by the guests, her jaw is just shifting back and forth. So you know what a weirdo I am. I looked it up online, and Psychology Today said that it could be a stress reliever, which would make sense in that situation. But a former FBI profiler said that it's also a sign of distaste, that you don't like somebody. So interesting little interesting
1: tidbit i love your deep dives (laughs)
0: i'm
1: so bizarre i know (laughs) no i think one of the interesting things about the way that this episode started was the crew reactions to the fact that the chef might not be coming back i mean katie said Mm -hmm. she wanted to strangle him david expressed that he thought that the guests you know coming and paying all this money for this trip would be disappointed to know that he was in the galley I disagree. I think he did a great job under the circumstances. Right. You know, the B word made the comment about if there's no chef, we're toast. Oh, wait, there won't be toast kind of thing. Like, I think all of their reactions were very genuine. And I appreciated the fact that they were all kind of in panic mode trying to figure out what was going to happen. Right. And I, I, that segues totally into the fact that the C word made a call to Norma, the crew agent to say, let me go ahead and get a chef and a deck stew on deck to get them into quarantine just in case, which I think all in all is a smart move to have something lined up if you absolutely have to. And I feel like that's a little bit of foreshadowing for the rest of the season. I don't know that The chef is going to make it. He does return. He seems like he's still just as anxious as he was when he left. Even more so because we get to see a little bit more of him here where he tries to outsource the crew food and the wedding cake. And trust me when I say I totally understand that because I really hate baking too. But at the end of the day, it's your job. Right. And I agree with Lexi when she says, why are we patting this guy on the back for doing the job that he was hired to do? Yeah, exactly. You know?
0: Yeah, she said he's kind of acting like a hero when he was the one who caused the situation in the first place. And she's absolutely right. And and he did come back. The one thing people were talking about, they don't know if they want to watch, if they don't want to watch A a little ratings guide here for how honked off you would be if you did watch. I'd put this episode at about a four and only because the C word does this thing where she says one thing to his face and seems nurturing and like she's going to help him out and help him through this and everything. And then she turns around and to other crewmates in her confessionals, she trash talks him. So the two-faced nature of it, I think, might tick some people off.
1: I don't think it'll surprise anybody, though.
0: No, no, I don't think they'll be surprised, but it's still annoying.
1: I think it's interesting that the C-word offered to help the chef organize a little bit to get, you know, to help things along a little bit. And then ends up throwing up her hands after a little while and just says to hell with it. Like, this is a mess and it's not my mess to clean up. Did you see that
0: walk-in, though? I didn't think
1: it looked that horrible you know i don't think so either i think he just shoved stuff into that walk-in to shove it in there for the time being and really hadn't had the chance to go through and organize it the way that he wanted right you know in the very first episode of my season you see ben explaining to dave i think it was dave or eddie this is the way that i want this fridge to look please put things here here and here and that's normally how you would do it. It didn't seem like he had a lot of help once the provisions were on board the boat that it was up to him to truck everything up and down those stairs, which is part of what happened with the knee thing. Right. Although in Courtney's observation of the chef, it didn't seem like there was much wrong with the knee. You know, wasn't she the one that made the comment saying, well, it seems like the knee is kind of fine.
0: Yeah, she she and the B word were talking in the laundry room and they both thought, that it seemed a little fishy and he didn't have a limp anymore where the limp was very exaggerated, but having had knee injuries before, usually when it first happens, It is much more painful and harder to do. And if you get to lay up and put your foot up, which I'm sure he did since he didn't come back to the boat all day, it would be better. But both you and I last week thought that this was more about anxiety, performance anxiety, I guess, with delivering for the guests on a brand new ship where he wasn't organized. And I think he confirmed that a little bit in his confessionals. Do you agree or...
1: I I totally agree with that. I I wonder how this is going to manifest. You know, we saw the C word at the very beginning of the episode last week say, if anybody has any medications, you need to document it. So I feel like that was a CYA Mm -hmm. for everybody legally, probably for Bravo, probably for the boat, for a multitude of reasons, for the C word herself. Mm -hmm. You know, in case anything along those lines happens again, it was interesting to see that this injury, although I believe that that's real, might be exaggerated by the fact that he's just really anxious. And I wonder Mm -hmm. if he's had to let her know if he has any medications or if he did, or if that plays out some other way coming off the tails of last season and the way that all of that went down, I would imagine that they would have to play this very differently. In order for anybody to ever, ever, ever watch the show again.
0: Yeah. The thing is, when they had their meeting, their crew meeting, it was said, no drugs, period. Like it was not going to happen and he couldn't. So even if he was, what if he normally, and we don't know this because he didn't say it. He just said that he was anxious. But if he does have something he takes and now can't, Because of last season, is that going to affect things? So we'll have to see. That's a lot of presumption on my part, but it was honestly the first thing I thought of. You know, if he was able to take a volume, he'd be a lot better off. (laughs)
1: <laughs> right. You you and everybody else. Mm-hmm. I think that that's because it's so fresh in everybody's mind from the last season, then yes, that's something to absolutely consider. I think mm-hmm. you're dead on with that. I think another thing that I find really interesting is how we start to see hints at some boat hmm We saw a little bit of Z and Courtney. You know, he seems to be taking to her, which I think is adorable because I like both of them. I do too. And and i think that that could turn into something really interesting and i think we see in the promo for the whole season that there is some kind of a kiss that happens so Mm -hmm. that's not totally unfounded we see david make comments about how he finds the b-word attractive yeah we need to have
0: a talk with david We love I mean, him. We love him so far. And, and I really, really, really don't want that to happen.
1: <laughs> I mean, went, from his perspective, he hasn't seen the previous season. So he doesn't really know what happens. That's true. So he doesn't have any perspective on what the rest of us already know. So in his defense, he doesn't all he's seeing is what he's seen for the last couple of days and that she's cute and little and pretty, which really offends her that people think that, but it is what it is. Right. And then who else did we see? Lloyd talking about
0: Katie except oh, yeah. except he said that she scared him a little bit, <laughs> which I thought was adorable. <laughs> I mean, that's fair.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think it's interesting that we got to see a little bit more about this new crew. We heard a little bit about Katie going to boarding school, and that has kind of shaped who she is. What right. did you think about that?
0: I thought that that was really interesting. And she said that she volunteered to do it. Like, she wanted to go. A lot of times, kids don't have the choice in that situation. But it really did give her a sense of independence. And I think that is a great background if you have that for any managerial role. Because you have to learn to rely on yourself and know what you want. And I think that we see a little bit of how she got to where she is because of that independence at such a young age. Because she was like 13, I think she said.
1: Yeah, I think that'll be interesting to see if we learn more about that. Mm -hmm. I also thought that Miss Bahamas, Mm -hmm, who doesn't like talking about being Miss Bahamas, but then, you know, proceeds to talk about being Miss Bahamas to everybody who will listen. I, I didn't love her the first episode. I feel like learning about what happened to her dad is pretty tragic. And that probably is going to play a lot into her emotional stability on this season. Mm hmm. It
0: softened me up a lot to her because you asked me last week who my pick was for who I wasn't really vibing with and Lexi was my pick. But after hearing that, I lost my dad eight years ago and I was a wreck for a year. So the fact that she's doing this within a couple months, she's going to get, I'm just going to be up front. She's going to get a lot more slack from me because it really does play with your emotions in her. Added to the fact that it happened during COVID to where they couldn't be there in the hospital, they got told over the phone, that's just even more, and she admitted that she hasn't really grieved it properly, so she's definitely going to get more slack from me, I'll just say that right now. That's fair. I think it
1: was interesting. So you referenced at the beginning of the podcast that the title of the episode was referencing Z being green, which I still find his newness to this endearing. I do too. Yeah, I've been on lots of boats where jet skis have been tied up improperly and floated away a little bit. Everybody at the beginning makes those mistakes. And for him to stop the B word and ask her to show him how to properly tie the line so that he made sure that he knew and all the rest of those things, I feel like by way of him asking those questions is also teaching the audience what they don't know already. And I think that that's pretty interesting. I feel like we had a little bit of that on my season, but definitely- having somebody that's as new as he is. And you know what else I think is interesting about him? There's a lot of people that say that doing below deck is career suicide in yachting. But he has two older brothers who are in the yachting industry and seem to have encouraged him to give this experience a shot. And I feel like if his siblings were really that concerned about his career in yachting that are already in it, that are already doing it, that they wouldn't have encouraged him to try out the show. So right. I think it's it's interesting that that's part of his story, too. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I have to disagree only because I'm still yachting. That mm-hmm. below deck kills your career. So right. for wondering, it's not total career suicide as long as you're not a drunken monkey on television. Well, <laughs> exactly. And I think
0: that that's it. I think it depends on how you go about your time on the show if you are just there to party and have a good time and not work I can think that people would hesitate maybe to hire you on but if you're a hard worker and you keep your partying off the boat and you don't cause
1: major drama I don't see why it would affect you I agree I think that there's oh there's one more boatman's that I didn't mention earlier which was Matt and Lexi
0: oh well, she said, she said that she, she told him that she loved him, because, but she said that she was lying because she would get extra food. So I don't know
1: how legit that boat man's is. Is this like prison <laughs> rules where you have to be nice to the people in the cafeteria? <laughs> so make some food? I don't really know,
0: but uh, I mean, she might pop his collar, but I don't know that he pops hers.
1: So, <laughs> Well, it's interesting because we see in the preview for next week, that he does say to her at that crew dinner, like in normal circumstances, you would probably never speak to me, right. you know, so that maybe that's- Well, we heard
0: it. her and Courtney talking about marrying for love or marrying for money. And both of them came to the conclusion that you marry for money and love comes later. Right. <laughs> that That's that the headspace they're in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very interesting. I didn't, I didn't go that route. <laughs> I went okay. for- I went for poverty and love, <laughs> so, but he John. yeah, we, he's a good guy. We love Andrew too, but it was interesting getting to, as far as impressions go with the crew and who we like and everything. We did do a poll while we live tweeted this week and we asked people on Twitter who their favorite interior and exterior was. Who do you think their favorite interior was?
1: Hmm, I'm going to guess Katie. You too. are.
0: Absolutely right. And she won by a landslide, really. So,
1: Katie, I you're learning more about her and seeing more about her leadership style in comparison mm-hmm. to others. Right. So, I feel like that kind of shined through on this season or on this episode. Right. And the exterior surprised me.
0: Uh, it didn't really surprise me. I like all of them. I like all of the new people, to be quite honest. Lexi's still my borderline, but like I said, I'm cutting her more slack now after this episode. But I really do like them all. But on the exterior crew between David Z and Lloyd, who would you have picked?
1: Uh, it's hard. It's almost a three-way tie for me.
0: See, I thought it would be that way too. But Z really won by a lot. So I was surprised about that. But I mean, I I like it. I don't have a problem with it. But I just like all of them. I just wanted it to be like. 33% all the way across the board, you know?
1: <laughs> I think they're all great. And I think we got to see a little bit more of Lloyd's goofiness in mm-hmm. this episode. We didn't learn too much about him except for a little bit of his work background. But I right. feel like you definitely got to see a little bit more of his goofiness. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more of that. Did you see episode. his Instagram
0: post? <laughs> he, he was coming up out of, I guess it was, something under the deck. It looked like a pipe and he was doing the little Mario thing. <laughs>
1: See, I love that he can make something <laughs> That it makes me really happy. <laughs> He's so funny. He makes me laugh. Good deal. Yeah. Well, I'm really appreciative of everybody that's listened to the podcast so far. You know, we've got two episodes out. We have our recap of episode one, and we've got our first Super Fans episode that's out right now. And I'm really excited about both of those. So thank you to everybody who has jumped in to listen to both of those. We're up on all the normal podcasting platforms right now. So please subscribe or follow on whichever podcasting platform you use. We're very excited about all that. And we're really grateful for all the feedback that we've gotten. Again, thanks to Scotty B for his input. That, was, that feedback was really valuable and we'll continue to do that. And yeah, I think so far we're off to a great start. And
0: next week, it looks like we'll find out with the cliffhanger this week was whether or not Carrie and Clint are going to end up walking down the deck aisle. They had a late night fight that <laughs> it was cute to see Katie run when she realized that Clint was about to exit the cabin after their screaming match about him being a douchebag. <laughs> so we'll see if the wedding night jitters stick or if we actually have a wedding next week. Or,
1: but- or if they have to walk the plank. Oh,
0: that would be fun. We haven't had anybody walk the plank yet. It hasn't gotten that bad, so.
1: I would say my least favorite right now for this episode was Matt, because I feel like, although I understand his frustration and all the rest of that stuff, I feel like he just wasn't on the same level as everybody else as far as effort for this episode. So yeah. I would say out of all of them, he was he was the one that I had the most frustration with watching. Mm-hmm. But also I'm a chef, so I get it right you know, It can be it can be difficult sometimes, especially when you feel like you're underprepared. So I sympathize. Although if you're looking at it in a whole picture perspective, it looks like everybody else did a pretty decent job of pulling their weight. So okay. I hope he steps it up. You know, he's he's only got up to go from here. So yeah, and we, we shall see if he's up to the task or
0: not. So that pretty much wraps it up for this week. And we hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Like Adrian said, follow us, subscribe. If you're listening to us on Apple, if you could give us a rating and a review so people can find us better, that would be fantastic. And we will catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below, original music and lyrics by Angel, Twitter, Frail, and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelai of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Cast off, me hearties. Yo,
1: di-lio-yo, di-lio-yo, di-lio-yo. We're lining up the gangplank like and going down the window.